giant robot smashing into other giant robots. Hello, everybody. This is the Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots podcast. It is November 13th. I am Ben Orenstein, and I'm here today with Alex Godin. Hey, Alex. Hey, how's it going? It's going super well. It's a rainy morning in Boston today, mm-hmm. but um, we're glad you made it here. You don't look too damp. Nope, not at all. So why are you in town? I'm here for Techstars Founders Conference. So okay. Techstars is a national organization. They've got four incubators, one in Boston, one in Boulder, one in Seattle, and one in New York. Um, and each one does about one to two classes per year of companies going through the incubator. And um, for the next few days, a bunch of the companies are getting together in town to sort of have a little conference and meet each other and so getting to talk with people who went through the same program but in seattle or went through the same program in boulder and sort of just build up the tech stars network which is really strong and it's been it's been a good week the week thus far okay so you are you're in the network then yes you are you are a founder yes talk, I'm a, can you talk about that so i'm a tech stars founder so i'm also a thoughtbot apprentice or a former thoughtbot apprentice yeah so last year i think in may i guess it must have been a while ago it's a wow May, I think. Okay, so uh, last May, I applied and accepted an apprenticeship at ThoughtBot, which is pretty much the most amazing gig I could ever get. Um, so I was able to, as as someone who wasn't a great developer at the time, or a very good developer at the time, it was a really great opportunity to sort of learn not just about sort of how to write code, but also the process and how ThoughtBot works, which is really something that they do incredibly well, and so it was a great experience. And then... Um, so a week later I went to a hackathon with some friends and we ended up actually winning the hackathon. And from there, the people at Techstars New York reached out and they said, let's talk. And we ended up actually getting into and doing Techstars New York at the same time that I was a ThoughtBot apprentice. Mm. So I was, so ThoughtBot works bank hours because they're sane. Um, and so they work nine to five and I was working nine to five at ThoughtBot and at the same time doing, and the, at night, I was working on stuff for Techstars, and then every weekend, I was taking the Bolt bus to work um, in the office for the weekend and then he- heading home. Um, to, to New York and then back. To New York and back. So I was doing a four-hour Bolt bus each way every weekend, um, which was it was an incredible experience because both like Techstars and the ThoughtBot apprenticeship were just such great opportunities, and I'm, I'm glad that I, that I did both, but... It was quite the experience at the time going through them, and I walked, got into, got off the bus at South Station, um, and I immediately just sort of tensed up and got more stressed because I was thinking about all of the commuting that I had been doing over the that I had done over the summer, and so. Oh man, it, it was it was a fun experience, but I'm not sure um, I would recommend it to someone who doesn't like long hours on the boat bus. Yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds kind of brutal, honestly. Yeah, like you must have been pretty wiped for this whole thing. I was tired by the end. Um, yeah. At the beginning, it was, it, was, it was incredibly fun, and it was great. Um, really great experiences in both cities. Yeah. Um, and no, I, I, would, I think I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, mm. I would sleep for a week straight beforehand, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Huh. Yeah. So, so now the, the ThoughtBot apprenticeship is over, uh, but you are continuing to work on your startup. Yes. So Dispatch, it, we're six people now with two more part-time um, and we're, we launched three weeks ago mm-hmm. or no more than that now a month, three months ago. Wow. Time goes fast. Um, so we launched a little while ago and we are, we're building a tool that helps 
teams discuss and organize their work. So um, it's longer lasting than having a meeting in a conference room, but it's easier to understand and parse and more dynamic than an, an email, a long email thread. Um, and you can sign up at dispatch.io, shameless plug. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going we're to give you another chance even to plug that at the awesome. end there. Awesome. Yeah. But so, so that the, the description you gave was a little abstract. Yeah. yeah. Can you sort of, what does that really mean to sort of collaborate around work? So the idea is that um, when we're working, we're working on something. We've got some sort of work product. And so, um, and we're having conversations about things. And so with Dispatch, you can organize that conversation. So if I'm working on a project with you, say this podcast, mm -hmm. I can send you each of the links that I think might be relevant to talk about, and we can have a conversation about each one. And then I can pull in things from Google Docs and Dropbox, and we're actually launching Evernote this week, mm. um, and have conversations about those things as well. Cause we're, and as they'll stay up to date as I make changes. So everyone can be on the same page, and the conversations are tied to each item instead of sort of floating around in an email inbox or and some other tool. Okay. So the, the, this happens in your, in the web browser. So it's a browser based app. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, will be mobile eventually, but right now it's browser based. So you launched three months ago, three months ago. How yes. are things going so far? Things are going really well. Um, we're going to be pushing out a bunch of new features this month and we've got teams that are switching over and running their whole process on dispatch, which is really exciting to see. Nice. Are you charging anybody money yet? Not yet. It's okay. uh, we're in beta right now. And while we're in beta, it's free. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, so I, as, as we were warming up for the podcast uh, yeah. and doing our calisthenics, you said yeah. that you're actually not writing any more code these days. So I don't write code um, because I'm not a great developer. Uh -huh. um, and so I focus on the business development and talking about partnerships and talking with our users and um, just sort of managing our integrations and talking with... So we're rolling out Evernote and planning for all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've got a somewhat technical background. I went through the ThoughtBot apprenticeship and I can talk about what an API is fairly intelligently. And then I could write us uh, some Ruby code that would interact with that API, but someone else would probably have to edit it to make it really good. Mm -hmm. um, and so for that reason, I sort of stay away from writing code, especially that goes into production. Um, but uh, I'm really glad that I sort of have that technical experience that mm -hmm. I can sort of have a conversation about code and, I we had I had an hour long conversation about why our stack is Java last night, and so um, it's just sort of been. I like being technical, being somewhat technical at least. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Having that background goes a huge long way yeah. when you're interacting with people that are writing code. Yeah, and that was one of the things I originally that like that sold me on Thoughtbot was that we have basically no one here that doesn't write code or do design. Yeah, except for Shauna. Hi, Shauna. <laughs> um, <laughs> she writes some code. Um, but that's it's having that background, that shared experience, and that background goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, when you're, you're not getting uh, bamboozled by your developers, right? Also true. Um, everyone at Dispatch writes knows some code. Um, our CEO actually will like has a systems background, um, and so he will like SSH into our servers and restart them. And he's probably the has the bit the most experience with that stuff of any of us. So it's it's really it's really been helpful along the way to have yeah. that. Hmm. So I want to uh, turn the camera onto you a little bit, the, sure. the micro microphone camera. Mm -hmm. um, so how old are you these days? I am 18. 18. So you were yes. 17 when you were doing the apprenticeship, right? I was 17 when I was doing the apprenticeship. So I was in high school. It was the high school, the summer after my junior year of high school, okay. um, which was 
a good summer. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and last time I talked to you, I think you were going to college-ish or thinking about it or something. So I wrapped up high school in January. Um, I convinced them to let me leave four months early, sort of by just walking out the door and not telling anyone I wasn't coming back. I like talked a little bit, but I made it work, which was sort of the greatest th- thing that I did in my entire high school career was letting them convince me to convincing them to let me leave four months early. Yeah. Um, so I walked out the door of high school. I got into NYU and deferred for a year okay. and we'll see what happens as things progress. Yeah. Um, but I'm really happy sort of where I am right now. Yeah. So you're, you're living what seems, I think to most people to be sort of like an accelerated life. Where did that come from? Um, I just, so I sort of along the way kept trying to solve interesting problems and tackle different challenges. And so, so I started watching some videos on some like Stanford videos on code on Java and taking their introduction to CS class. And that turned into uh, a basic rails app and that turned into a less basic rails app. And that turned into an apprenticeship at ThoughtBot and I went to a few hackathons and that turned into that turned into a hackathon app and that turned into a a business and now I'm here. It's sort of been a journey along the way and it's been it's been really fun sort of just sort of challenging myself and trying to learn new stuff. Yeah. And so that's sort of the the how and the mechanics. Yeah. But the where's what's the why? Like why do you do you, do your peers doing the same thing or like cuz I mean when I was 18 I was not running a company in charge of biz dev? So I don't like sitting still. I have really bad ADD and I can't focus on one thing for a particularly long time, which is part of why I'm not a great coder because that requires some focus and I'm not good at the whole focus thing. Mm. But it also means that I'm also not good at sitting still and doing one thing for a long time. So I was bored one day and I decided to take a um, the introduction to computer science at Stanford and I was bored one day and I decided to go to a hackathon. So it was more just not being able to sit still, which yeah. is both a blessing and a curse. So you're a little addicted to, to new? A little, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I want to introduce the elephant in the room. So your dad is Seth Godin. That's true. Which a lot of people would know, I think. He's yes. sort of so a guy. So we have the same last name. Um, yeah. And we, he's my father. Um, no. Uh, so, yeah. There wasn't um, even a question in there yet. Yeah, there wasn't a question yet. Um, is, so the, the question is, is, is that tough? Like, so you've got a father who is a, a, a figure. A yes. lot of people know him. He's had a lot of success in mm-hmm. like business and publishing and things like that. Is that. Do you feel like you need to live up to that or exceed that? Not at all. Um, my, father oh, wow, and I, nice. my father and I are different people, and we're sort of going on slightly similar paths. Um, but I'm living my life and not his, which I think is a good move. Um, but he's, he's, I love my dad. He's a great mentor and a, like a really good dad, but in general, like I'm on my own path and just sort of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Does it bother you when people ask you about your dad? Not at all. Um, it's, it's an obvious question. So yeah, yeah, true. So he's been supportive of, of your, uh, of your efforts. Yeah. He's, he's very supportive. That's cool. Uh, does he, have you, uh, milked him for contacts yet? Not really, not really. Um, the th- the great thing about TechStars is that there's this huge network. So there's like, I'm in town and there's 250 other people who are all on your side um, in town. And then there's a bunch of people who weren't able to make it out. And so there's this huge network of people who are all sort of trying to help you and we're trying to help them. And there's sort of, everyone's advocating for each other because of the 
the shared background, which is sort of the magic of Techstars is you've got three months of really hard work where um, you get a crazy amount done and it, it's really great. But after the program, this there's this huge value to all of the the people because it's not just one city. It's anytime I go to an event in New York, there's someone from Techstars there. But at the mm. same time, I can fly out to California and send a message to some people and five founders are all in town and ready to have dinner because they are, they're other Techstars founders and they didn't go through the New York program. They went through the cloud program or the Seattle program or whatever, but there's still this shared connection, which is really valuable. Mm -hmm. So have you guys taken more funding since Techstars? So we raised about a million dollars after Techstars or Mm -hmm. towards the end of Techstars. um, And we're sort of pushing forward on that. Um, I think it was about a year ago and um, no, it's been, it's been a really great experience post Techstars. We've sort of turned into, we shipped our product and built out a team and it's, it's been going really well. Okay. Interesting. So, so you guys are integrated with things like Dropbox and mm-hmm. Google Docs and then yeah. soon to be Evernote, Yeah. but you're not built on top of them. You don't rely on them, right? They're just sort of external integrations, I guess. So we, so from the beginning, we decided that working with the tools you already use was very important to us because things are changing. We don't, our files don't live on our desktop anymore. They live in these services. They live in Dropbox. They live in Google Drive. They live in Evernote. They live in Box. But our conversations still happen over email. And so we want to sort of, the, the value of dispatch is that we can bring together all of these places where your stuff lives mm. and it's already there when you sign up for dispatch. So you, if you want to add a file, you just connect your Dropbox account and it's that easy because it's already in Dropbox. And so we connect to them to make, to make the product easier to use. Mm. So I have, I have a bit of a oddball question for yes. you. If you were going to uh, mentor someone or yes. advise someone in how to kill dispatch. How to kill dispatch, yes. yes. How to make a tool that's better than dispatch? Is that the question? Sure. So you're, you're, yeah, a competitor that's going to destroy you guys. What would you tell them? A competitor that's going to destroy us. Um, I'd probably, there'd probably be some sort of elaborate spy versus spy plot involved. Naturally. Um, but, but after the spy versus spy plot, um, I would tell them that for us... Being focused on the conversations is key. And that's sort of where we stand is that we want to really organize the conversations you're having around your work, um, make them easy to understand. And I think that that's part of our not secret sauce anymore. It's now you know it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the key. That's some of the key. If they could do that better then that would be that would do it. Yeah. So uh, what do you worry about? What am I worried about? Yeah. Global warming. Global warming is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had 200 years, once every 100 year storms in the last three years. Right. Um, so global warming is scary. Uh, totally unrelated to anything else, but global warming is very scary. Yeah, you're, you're in New York, so it's close New York, to home. Yes. I saw you tweeting about... So I got very lucky. I'm in zone B for evacuation, which means I wasn't evacuated. Um, and I lost power for a week. But besides that, I was all good. But it's... It's crazy. Some of the so I was out in the far Rockaways where some of them was more damaged this weekend. It was it's pretty crazy. These people lost power for fourteen days, which I just can't imagine. It's brutal. Yeah. Hmm. So when are you happiest? When am I happiest? I love what I'm working on every day. I sit next to people who love what they're working on as well, which is really great. Um, and it's a similar atmosphere at Thoughtbot where you guys are just 
everyone is really excited to be there every day. And it's, I, I really like that, that environment. Hmm. So being as young as you are, yes, it's so likely that you will work on other things and go do other things in the fullness of your life. Is that right? I mean, so is that, is that weird to think about given how invested you are in the thing that you're doing now? So I'm excited. So I, right now I'm focused on making dispatch win and making us the, making us a really great app and working towards that Mm -hmm. and whatever's next is next. But right now that's sort of my main focus during my waking hours is sort of figuring out what's next for dispatch and pushing forward with that. Mm. So what's the rest of your day going to look like when you leave here? The rest of my day, we've got founders conference, which is we'll have, I think there's a speaker today. I'm not sure who today's speaker is. And then we've got some workshops, um, and dinner, and then I'll go home and plow through some email messages that, yeah. I've, that I've got queued up. Hmm. What's your normal dispatch day look like? Uh, my normal dispatch day is split between meetings and email, which is incredibly exciting for... I really like it, but it sounds and doesn't sound incredibly exciting. Because it exciting. changes a lot. It's all new. Yeah, it's all new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all exciting, and we're sort of pushing forward with a lot of new stuff, but it's split between talking with a new integration partner or a design agency or a development agency that's uh, excited about dispatch or um, any number of things and just sort of working through all that stuff, which is really fun. Hmm. So what, uh, what kind of outcomes would be a success for you? Outcomes? What would you be happy with? Right now, it's all about um, growing dispatch and making it, the best possible app and the sort of uh, the biggest possible app. And that's where mm-hmm. we're pushing right now is sort of like really getting excited and pushing forward with a bunch of, we've got six major new feature releases that'll happen this month, mm-hmm. our top four requested user features, and then two more integrations are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just pushing forward with that and making it the best app it can be and mm-hmm helping reach helping designers and developers and small product focused teams find dispatch and use it and understand it. So let's say that all goes amazingly well yes. and massive growth happens and money mm-hmm. comes flooding in. Mm-hmm. Um, would do, do you see yourself wanting to continue to work on this thing and, and nurture this baby or like, are you a sell it and go do something else kind of guy or do you have any idea? I think that, so the goal is to build an incredible app and experience and talk with your users. And that's sort of what we're focused on every day. We're not talking about sort of any of the other stuff. It's let's build the best app we can and see what happens. And really we're, so my co-founder is a lawyer who has been thinking about this stuff for years because he was a lawyer and he had these clients who weren't technologically savvy, but he was a huge nerd and he was, had a lot of problems sort of talking with them and working on projects with them because they were bad at email and they didn't understand Dropbox and they sort of were laggards. But at the same time, he wanted to be able to have the same, have really great conversations with them and be able to work on projects with them. And so for the last bunch of years, he's sort of been thinking about these problems. And now sort of all of us are thinking about them all the time and trying to figure out the best way to solve them. Mm. And that's, that's our focus every day. Mm. Cool. Sounds good. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, um, what's what's the easiest way to do that? They should probably follow me on Twitter, but that's just because I'm in, I'm crazy about my Twitter follower account, and I have a competition with my co-founder to see 
who can get the most. And I think I'm winning right now. You had that competition like a year ago. We, it, it started a year ago, and I accidentally, it was the first to get to 1,000, and I accidentally told him that I would give him access to my Twitter account for a week if he won, and then he won, which was a really poor decision. Oh, man. Would not recommend making that bet with anyone ever, <laughs> even if you are 100% sure you can win. Did you have any followers when he was done with you at the end of the week? So he's very, very nice and mm-hmm. didn't touch my Twitter ca- account. He just changed my Twitter username to be Ducky Godin instead of Alex Godin oh, because yeah. apparently there was some sort of Lamb Before Time joke that made it funny. Uh Which wasn't funny to me because I was like, I want my Twitter handle back. Yeah. But at the end of the at the end of the the week of being called Ducky Godin, he was very kind. He had reserved Alex Godin, and no no one had snatched it up. So Alex underscore Godin, you should all go follow me on Twitter. But if you want to reach me by email, my email is alex at dispatch.io. You should obscure that so the spam bot harvesters don't yes. catch this podcast. Yes, the spam no. bot harvesters. Um, and um, how would, if people want to try out Dispatch? Um, I highly encourage all of you to. So it's dispatch.io. Awesome. So I think that uh, wraps things up. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to let you get back to your, your founders conference. And uh, I'm going to go write some code. But uh, it's been awesome having you. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Likewise, it's good to see you. Yeah. So today's podcast was recorded by Shauna Quintal edited by Edward Lovell and produced by Chad Pytel. Thanks for listening.